Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey folks, thanks again for joining me today. It's great that you've been helping me talk about the importance of being vibrant or being shallow, being comfortable or being uncomfortable, but uh, learning to stretch ourselves to be closer to the Lord, having a personal relationship with Him. Our Heavenly Father, I pray this last day of my shows this week that you would guide us. You give me words, and Lord, that people would not just hear what I say, but they'd hear what the Word of God says, and they'd respond to it. Lord, help us to be growing, vibrant Christians that are touching lives and changing lives all around us. Help us to live for you, to walk with you, and to be in your presence. Oh God, I thank you. I thank you for these phenomenal listeners. Lead them this day. Guide them in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Yes, God turns foolishness into the power of salvation. How many times do we recognize that to be true? It's foolishness to those who don't believe, those that don't believe and those who are perishing, those who don't know the Lord, who will someday perish, they will not live eternity with the Lord. In fact, just the opposite. You know, we've got to be people who stand firm on the foundations of Jesus Christ. And we've got to make sure everybody else understands that too. In fact, 1 Corinthians, a little farther down, verse 22 to 25 says, Jews demand signs and Greeks for wisdom. They demand men signs, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those whom God has called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, for the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. The power of God. God turns foolishness into the power of salvation. People. Take serious your walk with God. No playing around. No putting it off. Jesus, I want to follow you. And do something about it. Start spending time in the Word. Start spending some time in prayer. Get yourself involved in a good Bible teaching church in your vicinity or wherever you want to go. I don't care if you want to drive 30 miles or 40, whatever it is. But get yourself involved. Say, I'm going to be faithful to the house of God. I'm going to be faithful to worshiping with the people of God and learning and growing. And when, like I said the other day, when you walk into the church, whatever church you go to, say, I am going to leave blessed because I am in the house of the living God. And I'm going to take the scriptures that are shared seriously. And I'm going to have my life make new strides. He wants us all to make new strides. We live in a world that is as you well know, is just going to the pot. It's just going downhill 100 miles an hour. So what are we doing about it? Do we talk about it? Do we try to do something different to help people? Do we get into the Word? Do we start praying for people and the needs of people? We've got to start doing something about it. I think it's very important. Maybe some of the greatest foolishness men experience is leaving Christ behind. 
and not picking up her cross daily and following him. Well, that's not a maybe. Yes, the greatest foolishness man can experience is leaving Christ behind. What did God do? Who else but God could take a cross that represented defeat and turn it into the symbol of victory? We know that the cross represents victory in Jesus and that we have ultimate victory when we follow our Lord. Victory has an incredible result. Living in a place called heaven with the Lord forever and ever, who else but God could take that cross that represented guilt and turn it into grace? God's unmerited favor, giving us eternal life and giving us hope in him. Who else but God could take a cross that represented condemnation and turn it into a symbol of freedom? We are now free in Christ because he took the sins of the world to the cross and made the ultimate sacrifice for us. Who else but God could take a cross that represented pain and suffering and turn it into a symbol of healing and hope? He went to the cross so our lives would be spiritually healed as he paid the price for all our sins, which gives us all hope in him. Who else but God could take a cross that represented death and turn it into a symbol of life? Because of Jesus, we have life eternal. Because of the cross, we meet together on Sundays and on Saturdays and on Wednesdays or whenever it might be, so we can grow closer to him and be a real, true follower of Jesus Christ. Every one of us deal with weaknesses. There's no one immune. You all have weaknesses. I certainly have weaknesses. And I always tell you about my weaknesses. I, I want to be vulnerable, but we all, we all have weaknesses. Most of our weaknesses are different, but God will help the weak become strong. I read in 2 Corinthians, uh, this is Paul, again, a second letter to the Corinthians in chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. He says this, he says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. This is Jesus saying, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Then Paul goes on to say, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. His grace is sufficient. It is enough. He said, my power has been made perfect in weakness. He turns our weaknesses around and develops us as Christians that follow him and recognize what he truly is about. Paul said that is why he delighted his weakness, because he knew it would make him stronger and more capable of dealing with real life. You know, look at some of the people that he used in the Bible, folks. You'll know most of these people I'm going to share about right now. Just listen to this very carefully, because I think this has a lot of bearing, and you will understand the importance of your life and who you are. You know, so he chose weak people, which he continues to choose today to become strong. Abraham was old. He used him. Jacob was insecure. Leah was unattractive. Joseph was humiliated. Moses stuttered. Gideon was poor. Samson was proud. Rahab was immoral. David had an affair. Elijah was suicidal. Jeremiah was depressed. Jonah was disobedient. 
John the Baptist was eccentric, to say the least. Peter was impulsive and odd-tempered. Martha worried a lot. The Samaritan woman had some failed marriages, uh, like five. (laughs) Zacchaeus was unpopular. Thomas had doubts. Paul had poor health. And Timothy was timid. The Bible has a long list of imperfect misfits who discovered that weakness is strength. So God uses those who are willing to sell out to him. For those who take up the cross seriously. For those who say, enough is enough. I want to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear that? Of all these people I said, how many, all these leaders, they all had issues. Here David had a heart after God, but he had an affair. He made a horrible mistake with Bathsheba. Had Uriah killed. You know, Jeremiah was depressed, the weeping prophet. Jonah was disobedient. Thank the Lord he sent the big fish, and and Jonah finally turned around before it was too late. John the Baptist was crazy, in a sense. He was crazy in a good way, but he was eccentric. You know, who would want to wear camel hair and hang out? And, and, (laughs) you know, it's just, and eat locusts, whatever he did, you know, uh, but yet... He was used by God, baptized many people into the kingdom of God. And the Samaritan woman who had the five husbands and the one she was living with, all these failed marriages, but she found Jesus. Her life was changed, you know. I just, and Joseph, of course, was humiliated, falsely accused and having to go to prison, and, and but yet God used him powerfully, helped change the nation Moses couldn't talk well, and they had Aaron help him. He stuttered, but God used that. Sometimes we we want to say, well, I'm weak. I I don't have any kind of gifts, and and I'm just not, I, I just can't do it. Folks, the Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Philippians 4.13, the Apostle Paul knew what he was talking about because he had some issues himself. And boy, he had some. He had a tough life, and and even when he gave his heart to the Lord, he had all the men. He got stoned and persecuted and beat and bitten by poisonous snakes. He went through a lot, but yet he stood his ground in representing Jesus Christ. A follower of God will allow God to develop strength in your weakness. Don't just say you're. You've sinned so much you couldn't be used. Yes, you can be used. In fact, we have a guy in our church that spent about five years in prison that is one of the most dynamic Christians and is so powerful in leading people to Christ. He uses his testimony in a great way. Yes, he made a mistake. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But he wants to use us all for his glory. I am so glad that he has forgiven me. I'm so glad that he walks with me. I'm so glad that each day I can walk with my head held high knowing that I'm a child of the king. And people, he wants you to be a child of the king. He wants you to walk with him seriously. Let's let God build us through our weaknesses. Will will we uh, make God first place in our lives? Can we say, God, I mean business with you? Lord, I'm going to pick up my cross daily and follow you. Folks, if you do, you'll become strong in him. And I believe you will. Our Heavenly Father, be with the people listening today. Give them strength and power from above to overcome their weaknesses and to put you first in all they do. In Jesus' name, amen. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.